This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. Well, Al, what didn't we get to uh, on the Boomer and Carton Show this morning? Hello, 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 Al and Jerry in the postgame podcast. Uh, one thing I don't believe they got to, which I found interesting, you got to it with Tony this morning at 5.56 this morning, and that was the story about Prince Fielder, who actually gets ready for games. He, by the way, um, is a big man, and he gets ready for games and exercises by squatting with his players on his back. Now, I find this intriguing and interesting because I actually tried this uh, recently, as a matter of fact, but it was not a player or a coworker; It was my son. Uh, which I tried. <laughs> How much does he weigh? Uh, he weighs 70 pounds. Wow. Rather difficult. So you, he was... Now, I think it's all in the person that's going on your back. If they're still enough and they they balance themselves nicely yes. in the way they grab onto you, it could be okay. But the problem is when people go on other people's backs, like even when you were a kid doing piggybacks, the natural reaction is to put your arms around someone's throat. Yes, that's true. That, to hang on, and that's where you're going to run out of breath. So how does that work for you when you do the squats? It hurt like hell. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was able to uh, bend a little bit, and coming up was not easy. I'm not going to lie. I made him jump off. I was able to do it with my four-year-old. Not a problem. He weighs 40 pounds. That was okay. But I can't imagine putting another adult on your back and trying to squat up and down. I mean, it's, it's a I'm pro not, athlete adult. Craig could do it. He's got, what do we call him, grasshopper thighs? What kind of thighs does grasshopper he Grasshopper legs. Grasshopper legs. But doesn't yeah. he have thick thighs? Very, very thick thighs. So if he's got strong thighs, maybe he could do it. Right. I was stunned. I'm not going to lie. When I heard you do this with Tony this morning, I figured it was a great 7.30 or 8.30 deal. Hey, bring Tommy in here. Eddie, come on in. He's going to jump on your back. Right. And I was really surprised we didn't do that. That was a good idea. We I don't think we pitched that as an idea to Craig or he might have wanted to do it. See, I figure Craig just kind of comes up with these things as we go. Right. Have you ever done the thing where you where you do push-ups with someone All sitting on your back? My, well, I've done it with my boys, yes. Now, will he lay on your back or sit on your back? Because I feel like if they sit on your back, it's not evenly distributed. No, it's actually easier, though, because all the weight is confined to one spot. Yeah. So I can't do it with Matthew anymore because, again, he's over 70 pounds. But the little guy I do it with now, yes. And I'll tell you another thing we do, too, uh, that I do, which is very difficult. And I can't. My buddy can do it with no problem for a solid 60 seconds. I cannot. Is when you chair sit, if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. And then put someone on your thigh. Have them sit there as you're, whatever you're doing. If you're kind of doing arm thrusts or if you're doing, you know, the roll with the arms. It is hard to do. I can do like 12, 13 seconds. I'm out. You can isolate that. That's not a good comment I just said. But in context, you know what I mean. 
very difficult. I will sometimes when I'm putting uh, milk in my coffee, like the quarter the quarter milk, I'll sometimes curl that. You <laughs> like a like an arm curl. Which is not difficult, especially if you've taken any of the milk out of it. Not difficult for my four-year-old. Oh. <laughs> it's all form, though. When you do uh, curls, it's all you in your form. You said a quart of milk. It's not even a gallon. No, it's not a gallon. Is that what you do as a single guy? You buy quarts at a time? Yeah, that's, the sad, that's one of the sad parts of being a single guy. You have to buy small amounts of milk, which spoils Well, any type of food that would spoil. Yeah. So, like, you buy bologna, right? I mean, right. you're buying a quarter pound. You're not yeah. buying any more. Yeah. Well, I don't buy bologna, but uh, yeah, like, well, like I buy chicken breast for the week. Okay. So I really need five chicken breasts for a Monday through Friday. But that you could freeze though. That doesn't even really count. Yeah, I don't do that though. I can't be reminded to be unfreezing and defrosting. I buy if it's good, if, if it will expire after I need it for the week. So most of the time I could get chicken on like a, on a Monday that would last me through Friday. All right, so you're going fresh shopping every week. Fresh shopping, See, I Jerry. find that to be a real pain in the ass. Oh, no, I'm going fresh shopping because i got to get my fresh milk for my coffee. Uh, yes, there are certain my things. tiny milk. Agreed, there are things you need every week, but there are certain things. Like, you go to Costco, you get this massive bag of Purdue chicken breasts. They're tremendous. You keep them frozen, you get like 30 of them Yeah, in but there. I never remembered to defrost So something. put it on frozen. No, you can't put frozen sure chicken in the oven. Who? Oh, I don't bake chicken. Yeah, I, I, ba- I put it I, uh, oh, no. put it I at 50 Jerry. No, I, I grill chicken. I don't think you can ever go for the process of frozen meat to the Have you the never grill. had a Bubba Burger? I have had the Bubba Burger. What does it tell you on the box? To do that. Goes from right. frozen. I don't know how they do that. It's tremendous. And the chicken's fine, too. It really is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always nervous, Jerry. I'll get buried for eating frozen chicken. Yeah, you'll get trichinosis or something. So uh, Barry Manilow got married to his longtime manager, Gary. Barry and Gary. Um... Uh, this, uh, Jerry, struck me because uh, in my household when I was a kid, Barry Manilow was very big in my house. We, uh, My mom was a very big Barry Manilow fan. I knew all the songs, like Copacabana, Mandy. Um, now they're all, I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering them. Yeah, but he's the type of guy, if you play them, you know them. Yeah, he had a ton of hits. And in my house, my mom ran the record player. So we would do that. We would do Big Neil Diamond uh, household. Absolutely. And uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn. And Dawn. Yeah. What were the ones when you were growing up? What did your parents play? Uh, were they into music? Some people's parents are not into music at all. My parents were not huge into music, but my mother loved, 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 loved 101.1 uh, CBS Oh, she FM. was an oldie. She liked the oldies. Grew probably up probably wasn't oldies then. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We grew up listening to that music. My dad, too, liked that kind of music. But we didn't play record players in the house. Or no like records. That. Never. No, we never did that. We had radios we would put on once in a while. Uh, but I don't remember that. But uh, growing up, it was nothing but 101.1. So I remember, and I grew up listening to all that type of music. My first concert was, I believe it was the Turtles Happy Together Tour oh, nice. at the PNC Art Center, which was the, I forget what it was called at the time. It's got to be 1982 or so, I think. And members only, who my dad worked for at the time, sponsored it. Oh, they were presenting. So we were sitting like fifth row or something. Imagine me and you. I do. Right? All that stuff. Yes. I mean, I actually sat there as an eight-year-old. I was singing those songs, embarrassing. And my parents love the Beach Boys. That's which another is still, one. You can still get your parents' Beach Boys tickets. Yes, you could still which do that. Which is shocking. A little different, but you can. And Elvis was big for my dad. Uh, you can't go see him anymore. You cannot go see Elvis. No, although you I'm not see, sure he's dead, but I you can't see him anymore. You could see the Elvis impersonators who are very good. Well, some of them are good. Some of them are better than the originals. Yeah, so congratulations to Barry Manilow and his uh, new husband, Gary. I'm sure my mom will celebrate by putting on Copacabana or something later on with the boa. He used to wear the boas. 
And Barry Manilow used to have uh, TV specials back then. Everybody had TV Same with Tony Orlando and Dawn. Like the, the yeah. musical Sonny and Cher, the yes. musical people had specials. I still don't know what they did other than, okay, so he comes out and sings Copacabana. What they're doing. Some of these variety shows. Yeah, they look with well, sketch just, comedy. They did skits, right. Like the Sonny and Cher one actually was pretty good. It was interesting about that. I watched the documentary on Cher. And you, you look at her, she's so, you would think as a powerful woman now, she's had an amazing career. He was a jackass to her Sonny. at first. Yeah, and she was like nothing. And she really upstaged him, I guess, with the singing career. But for the longest time, he kept her down, if you will. Was he an older fella? Was like, he was uh, older. He, he was, was older Yes, he was. And he clearly controlled things. It's actually one of the better documentaries I've ever seen on one of those nights where I couldn't sleep at 2 a.m. waiting to come in. So that you you didn't search out a share documentary. You were I, I came scanning your channels and I you think saw on, it. I think I came across it on Fuse or VH1 or one of these music stations and I couldn't turn it off. Yeah. It was I, I love a good music documentary. Me too. That's I mean, passable. If you went looking for a share documentary that would be well, questionable. I mean, I, well, I mean, I don't know that I would go searching for it, but if I saw it in the guide, I would yeah, absolutely in, yeah. click it. I'm yes. with you. I'm clicking on almost almost any music documentary or any of those 30 for 30s I'm in. I sadly would go see her in concert. Share. Yes. I would go see her. I would like to see Katy Perry in concert. The problem is i got to borrow my niece to go to that. Right. You can't I go can't, by yourself. I can't go to a Katy. Grown and I man. still would like to see Madonna in concert, even though she's older and not the same. Would love to see her in concert before it's too late. I saw Madonna in about in nineteen eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, somewhere in there. I saw her on the uh, the um, what was the that hell the Vogue was? tour? Uh, or was that before it? It was probably like a virgin before. was eighty five. Yeah, it was not like a virgin. It was it was uh, immaculate something. Yeah, the immaculate conception tour, Jerry. Is that what it was called? I don't I don't know. I I, I re- it was the one with the like a prayer when like a prayer came out. Okay, so that like would 89. be the immaculate. I think yeah. That one. How about this one, too? I know we got to move on, but how about this one? I was reading, um, you talk about when you go see these new bands, right? When they're up and coming, you don't know who they are. I was reading something on Nirvana, actually, about they did a concert before they were popular, and it was three bands that were not known yet. The Chili Peppers, Nirvana, and Pearl Jam. They were all like these small little sideshows. It might have been to Black Sabbath or something at one of these outdoor venues. Can you imagine if you had a ticket to that and all of a sudden within two, three years, because it was like the mid to late 80s, I think, or you know, mid 80s, before they all exploded. How about that? Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be awesome. All right, moving forward. Uh, Kurt Warner, you know him from his time with the Cardinals, briefly with the Giants, the Rams, now NFL Network. How about this, Al? He's got himself a new job as well as the TV responsibilities. He's going to be an offensive coordinator. Wait for it. At a high school. Yeah, I don't understand this move. I know it's in Arizona, which I guess is where he lives now. Yeah. Uh, where I would live also if I had no family connections. Oh, you're not kidding. That looks like a beautiful place to live. I'd love to... Uh, Can we move the show there? Yeah, let's move the show there. Then I could leave my family if I, we move the show there. You have to go. What else am I going to do with my life? Exactly right. But the only thing I don't understand about this is I've been to... My nephew is now 16, so I've been... Uh, he used to play football at you know, 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. uh, in, in early in high school. Um they never throw the ball in high school football. Not much. It's always handoffs. Well, it depends on the level of high school football, too. I don't know if you know this, Al. I was a high school quarterback my freshman year. I didn't realize. Yeah, that's You're right. You're a freshman year of high school. You are a quarterback. Yes, I was At the St. starting. John Vianney. Yes, I was the starting quarterback. I have video if you'd like to see it. My buddy Mark actually found some DVDs, and I completed a 58-yard touchdown pass. What, and what happened to that career? Uh, I fractured my knee week four, and I was done. I came back. 
I had a hairline fracture in my right knee, came back for the tenth, uh, the last two games of the season, but the season was kind of going in a different direction. I lined up a wide receiver, and I was finished, and I never played again. And how, uh, how what was what were your passing numbers like in the, for a regular game? How many uh, attempts I, well, would you have? I can tell you my first game as a freshman quarterback was against Raritan High School, which was like my hometown growing up, so it was pretty rival, exciting. Yeah. yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, I was three for five for about a – about 90 yards right. and a touchdown. Yeah, this is what happens in high school yeah. football. Like, if I have Kurt Warner as my uh, offensive coordinator in high school, they better be drawing up, like, the plays, like, the bombs to Tory Holt. See, here's the problem. A lot of high school kids can't throw that. Now, the yeah. good ones can. If I show you the video of my freshman game, one completion was a two-yard out that looked like uh, someone shot it, and then the 58-yard touchdown pass was really about a 12-yard pass and a... 46 yard run. Yeah, every, anytime they try to go deep, it looks like a floater. Like a the ball's just floating out it's there. It's hard having arm strength at that age. But again, there are good high school programs, just not many of them. See, I feel like when I was playing in the street back then, I could throw it in the street. Yeah, but you weren't playing with an official ball with equipment and shoulder pads on. Good point. That was the big thing for me when, because I wasn't actually a quarterback playing Pop Warner. I started uh, going into freshman year, I don't know, they, whatever. They, we just did it, and I became the quarterback for some reason. No idea why. The, we had uh, summer practices, no problem with shorts on. We put pads on. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, I forgot about that Not part. easy. We used to use a mini football, like a smaller one. Well, that doesn't count. Like a child's ball. You could throw that 50 yards. Yeah, it was great. I really felt like a like a legitimate, that I could have legitimately went to some college and played. Uh, Junior college, maybe. The other th- funny thing you mentioned of putting the equipment on, and I, I did this once or twice, you know, you play football in the street or tackle in the, in the backyard for years, and then s- something happens where you want to play in an organized game and you put a helmet on. Oh, yeah. I'm like, how am I supposed to see the ball with this helmet on? It's not. It's very difficult. And all that, you have butt pads. I don't know yeah. if you know that. And you got the hip pads. And all of a sudden, you got to run. Pads. It's like, what is this? Yeah. You got a belt. And the mouthpiece, too. As a quarterback, you go up there, and I remember the first time I had to go up there and actually, you know, call, call out the signals, and it was like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. And <laughs> you start choking on the mouthpiece, like, all right, this is a pain in the ass. Yes. And then you start chewing on it, and then it falls out, and then you're screwed. I like when the guys, like Tony Romo, does it after every play, takes the mouthpiece out, jams it in the helmet. Which you should do. Smart. I didn't. I was too dumb to do that. Jerry, speaking of, you know, we playing in the backyards, uh, here's something I always wanted to do when I was a kid is to find, like, a dinosaur bone in my backyard. <laughs> There's a kid in uh, Texas, a four-year-old boy. He found a dinosaur bone that is 100 million years old. Now, how do we know this? Because scientists do stuff. They look at it. How scientists big was it? Know. What are we talking about? The uh, bone? Yes. The bo- oh, how big right? was your bone? All right. The zookeeper in Dallas uh, and his four-year-old son, Wiley, were hunting fossils Next to, uh, they were putting up a grocery store, so they were doing construction, and they found this 100-million-year-old 100, 100 dinosaur bone. Let me see if, they've, if I've got a length on this, Jerry, since you're curious. Well, I am curious, because if it's just a little bone... Oh, I w- oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's not a little bone. 15 feet long. Okay. Now, that sounds like a dinosaur bone. That so what nice. was it doing? Just laying there? Yeah, it was being unearthed. It was fossilizing. How about that? That's actually now, interesting. Now, what do you do with that? Like, if uh, I was this kid... I, you put it on the mantle. Right. I would have put to, that in you? my living room. You wash Giant it. dinosaur bone. Clean it up. You hang it over the fireplace. But you know one of these museums, like what they got in New York here, is going to want maybe, my bone. Maybe someone will pay for your bone. Yeah. They're going to want my cleaned up dinosaur bone. And you can be like, I boned them. Yeah. 
Now, if you dug up my backyard, mostly in Colonia, New Jersey, where my parents used to live, they don't live there anymore, uh, you would mostly find my um, my cockatiel, his bones. You buried animals. We, we would bury our pets in the backyard. Interesting. I wouldn't give out the address because I don't think that's legal. Yeah, not the dog. With the okay. dog, we would get cremated. Yeah. We've had cremated dogs. Yeah. But uh, any of the other animals, uh, hamsters. Well, those are lit. Now, did you put it in like a brown yeah. bag? Uh, no, we would put them in a shoebox. In a shoebox. Interesting. So no you protection think that would from de- the dirt. Yeah. Do you think now that had to have decomposed a cockatiel bird in a shoebox? Yes. Probably from the late eighties. It would look That's like gone I, I right would now. think it would look like a bunch of toothpicks now. Yeah. That's bunch sad. of bird toothpicks. Do you think the cavemen invented toothpicks? Out of bone? Out of bird bones. I would think they probably put the tiny, bones in their mouth, yes. Tiny bird bones. And that, you ever wonder where things come from? Yes. Seriously. Like, who is the first one to do this? Right. Who would be the first one to, like, the first one to eat an animal? Yes. Like, who would think to do that? Uh, right. Why would you think to Just do that? Just keep eating the leaves and the right. berries. Well, of course, why would you eat them? How do you know to get poison ivy down your throat and right. then you can't breathe? Yeah, I do think about the animal thing, for sure. Because I, I uh, still eat meat. I try not to eat a lot of it. Right. But I often think about becoming a vegetarian. Uh what? But I, I don't know what I would eat, but... Like, who decided dogs and cats are going to be in the house, and everybody else, we're eating you. Right. Everybody else is fair game. I don't, I don't understand that. I and really just the don't. idea of knowing now you have to capture, like, even the cavemen, because you'll see the cavemen paintings, they had, a, they had to spear a buffalo. Then they decided the skin will take for a coat. Unbelievable. And the and meat they we're going to eat. It? I don't know. Could you have lived back then? No. <laughs> I'm so used to what I have now. Well, no, no, no. I mean, what you have now. Oh. I'm talking about a cave and just you and like... Loincloth? Loincloth, and you got to make a rock into like a knife. And why did we cover our genitals with loincloths? Why? Right, right. Who thought that there was something was about wrong with the that? genitals and the breasts that were all of a sudden sexual? Well, that's the Adam and Eve thing, if you believe in the Adam and Eve story. I think that I think that had to do with shaming of some sort with the oh. snake and the apple. I think. I could be completely the off base. The snake means what? I don't know. It was just the evil. Snakes are evil. Well, that's the what they say. The snake tempted, uh, if I listen to the lyrics of the Bruce song... <laughs> That's what you're basing this on. No, Eve tempted Adam with an apple. There you go. That's I, in the uh, song Pink Pink Cadillac. I should know that. Yeah. I don't remember anything. All right, Jerry, we're out of time. All right, I'll see you. Well, you know what? It's Thursday. Oh, awesome. We you don't enjoy do this your tomorrow. weekend. Okay, see. You. Bye. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.